everybody. Um, this is an exciting week. This is episode three. <laughs> and we have several announcements. Sonia had to yes. write them down. Wow. So you may have noticed we have a theme song. So we've, we've got an intro. We've got mm-hmm. music now. We're really making it official. Things are things are coming together. Okay. <sighs> things are really coming together, you guys. And we're in a new location. Mm-hmm. So... We are at Amy's house now, recording. So. Hi, this is my house. Fantastic <laughs> energy. I hope you guys like the scenery. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Um, we have a new microphone, so our sound quality is hopefully going to be a lot better and mm-hmm. less background uh, mm-hmm. disruptions. Less disruptions, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, more consistent light, too, as well. With more the, control Yeah, more that. control over the light. Yeah, I think it should be good. Okay, we're trying to enhance the experience. (laughs) So, because we care. Um, And we also, this is the biggest sounds like we have a name. We have a name. Look, drum roll. Sorry, I'm not. (laughs) We are Dark Alignment. It's dark alignment. That's supposed to be where, like, the fireworks Yeah, I mean, I can add a little We have that. Say it again, say it again, I'll add a noise. We are... Dark alignment. Dark alignment. Okay, so I, we I have to be cheesier. <laughs> oh, like, I have this little thing. It's improve. It improves the video quality. I promise. Beautiful. I yeah. trust you and your yeah. creative instincts and input. <laughs> I support you Thanks. fully. Thanks. Yes. So we do have a name now, which mm-hmm. is so exciting. Thank you, everyone who helped us uh, decide and gave feedback and participated in the poll because you guys actually chose this name for us. So. Thank you for making it easy on us. Yes, thank you so much. Um, and we have some more official news. We have a Patreon page now that um, if there is a link. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a link. There's a link in the description. Yes. So if you want to support our, um, what do we call it? Our mission? Our, our endeavor, our uh, brain baby. Our brain child. <laughs> I like brain baby. If you want to help us raise our brain baby, mm-hmm. then... Uh, then go ahead and click <laughs> the link in below and... Uh, help support us yes give us child support for our brain baby we would so appreciate anything for just you know things like a new microphone cost money but Mm -hmm. we we appreciate just any support and feedback Mm -hmm. and just you guys listening and being here so thanks for being here and then we have instagram at dark alignment a facebook page which will exist before the video's up Uh, it doesn't exist at this moment, but it will. It will exist. It, by the time you hear it, it's going to be real. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't exist in this moment, but in the moment you're listening to me, it does. Uh, good. Future. Future. We're living in the future. We're living in the future. Um, we're going to take a trip to the past real quick, though, because oh, we're going to talk about the first episodes that we've done so far. So last time... We looked at my girl, Eileen Warnos. Serial killer. Serial killer uh, with her seven victims and just kind of talking about her chart. And then before that, we had a victim of one of the most notorious cold cases ever committed, and that is the Black Dahlia. So we've done a victim. We've done mm-hmm. a female serial killer. Mm-hmm. So this week, we are doing... We wanted to give the boys a yes. chance to be on the podcast. So. Boys, we're here, <laughs> and we know you're there listening and we acknowledge you, men. We're not we sexist. You. <laughs> so we're bringing in everyone's favorite birthday clown, John Wayne Gacy. Yay! Yay! <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, John Wayne Gacy. For those of you who don't know, which Amy 
So they're young Ooh, boys. He had a theme. He, he, he had, had a type, right. um, we'll say, with his victims. And uh, they were all found in the same place, too. So it's pretty easy to tell um, it was him. Tell it was him. <laughs> Damn. Uh, he is mostly known as being the clown killer. Whoa. And he went on a crime spree that lasted six years in the Chicago area. So it's complete. I have so many questions immediately. Yes. <laughs> he is a complete nightmare. Okay. Um, so right. we're going to start at the very beginning okay. of his life. So he was born um, the day after my birthday. Everybody's a Pisces. What? You know, I have a thing for Pisces. She's a Pisces. She's just only picking Pisces people. I swear it's not on purpose. This is the Pisces podcast. When I start looking at it and I see there are Pisces, I'm just like, shit, what is oh happening? Um, so he was born March 17th. 1942. It's the St. Patrick's Day. Did you know everyone's a Pisces, actually? Um, basically. Yeah, yeah, everyone. I, I don't like the, the theme <laughs> of that with our topic. But, hey, um, interesting stuff. He uh, had two sisters. Mm-hmm. So he was the only boy, and his dad always oh. wanted a boy. Um, so unfor- he was loved, right? Unfortunately, okay. <laughs> uh, he wasn't the type of boy that his dad wanted. So okay. his dad was a machinist, and he mm-hmm. was like, Really controlling, demanded mm-hmm. obedience, really old school style discipline. Um, everyone loves that in a dad. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. And a guy like this is going to expect his son to be extremely, you okay. know, hyper masculine. Mm-hmm. And um, John just wasn't that. He didn't have any interest mm-hmm. in uh, fishing or baseball. And instead, he wanted to plant flowers and cook with his sisters. Aww. So. Um, that sounds fun. It does. Yeah. Uh, his mom was a homemaker and. The marriage was really not a good one because mm-hmm. the dad was also a fucking alcoholic and he would spend his evenings in the basement getting drunk off of brandy. He would come up for dinner and just be like completely wasted. They get in arguments. Cute. He would beat the children with a razor oh strap. Oh my God. Um, and his sister actually saw in an interview that she said that he didn't ever cry. Like he, he learned to not cry after the beatings and that he just Damn. kind of like internalized it in a weird way. So his own sister said that about him. Uh, but his dad, like, constantly emasculated him and, like, did it publicly and shamed him and, like, called him a wimp. Yeah. Would talk about his feminine qualities and um, say that he acted like a And this a was, what, in the 40s? Right? Yeah, you're so. talking, like, in the early 50s, you know, probably about this time when he was maybe yeah. eight or nine. All this gender-neutral stuff probably hadn't hit yet. So. No, this um. was... 70-ish years ago, so this was... That's crazy. I think it was that long ago. It is crazy. Um, But really, really sad uh, childhood as far as how his dad treated him and everything. And to make it worse, he had a congenital heart condition. Mm -hmm. So his dad also saw that as a fucking failure, that Mm -hmm. he had this child that was sick. He couldn't even... Yeah. Yeah. And so whenever he his, he learned his child was sick, like he's not going to get at sports or anything like that, but maybe he'll be good at school. So his dad like kind okay. of wanted him to be good at something okay. else. Okay, he could be really smart, manly, yeah. But he missed a lot of school because he was sick all the damn time and like uh-huh. couldn't make friends, started mm-hmm. making bad grades. So mm-hmm. it just, he was repeatedly reminded of like being a disappointment he, yeah. to his father. Oh my God. So, um... It really rough as far as growing up, 
And he said that he always felt different, and the only time he ever felt like he fit in was when he was in the Boy Scouts. And that was seen as, like, kind of a masculine thing, but you also learn to cook and do campfire cooking and, like, all this stuff, and he was really good at that. So that was kind of a way of fitting in. Okay, that's nice. And just kind of talking a little bit, just from kind of an identity development Mm -hmm. perspective, whenever you're being compared as a child Mm -hmm. and you're being compared to like what is normal yeah um and you don't meet those standards like kids really internalize that it becomes part of their identity so it becomes negative Mm -hmm. identity um so you really have a poor view of yourself at that point so just kind of thinking of where John Wayne Gacy was in his mind as a child. Because at this time... That's really difficult. I always feel sorry for them in their childhood times. Yeah. You know, when you find out what they become, lots of people have bad childhoods. Not everybody becomes a monster. So right, this, yeah. I feel bad. But I don't want to kind of understand how yeah. he became what he was. So... Mm. Things... I can already see some things on the chart. This oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. going. Okay. Going. So, things are going to kind of take a turn as he enters, like, a late childhood time. So, Mm -hmm. like, those adolescent years when you're, like, a teenager. He came out to his best friend about his kind of curiosities, like his fantasies, Mm -hmm. about dressing up in women's clothes. Okay. So, he had his mom's silk panties and a bra there and, like, actually showed it to his friend and said that he wondered how he would look dressed up. And, uh... Probably not ex- not a good thing to share at that time. You know, teenage boys aren't really known for being super sensitive to those types of situations. Mm-hmm. So, of course, his friend kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, had a weird reaction. Yeah. was like, mm, no. So, John buried that secret and just oh. continued to date girls. So, he was confused about his sexuality mm-hmm. and really pretended to be straight. Mm-hmm. So, again, that goes back to identity development. Like, he's not um, able to be open with who he is. Comparing Everything himself. is wrong. Mm-hmm. He just and okay. so he's acknowledging that those feelings are there at that point. So he's tolerating who mm-hmm. he is inside. Um, but he's still so deeply in the closet and like terrified of anybody else finding out. So he doesn't want to be that. He's like denying yeah. his personhood in a way. So he like doesn't even accept himself. That's kind of where he is from a becoming a person. <laughs> so let's fast forward now. Um, to early adulthood. So he drops out of high school, which again, dad was not happy about. Um, Yeah, no. (laughs) And he decided to move away. So like his sister said, this was probably like the best thing he ever did for himself was move away from the family Mm -hmm. um, and went to Springfield, Illinois, became a shoe salesman and was like really (laughs) determined to make a name for himself. Okay. You know. Yeah. Shoes. They're, that's lucrative business. Shoes are, yeah, really. Shoes. (laughs) Um... (laughs) His mom and sister thought it was going to be good, um, but he always really craved acceptance. Mm-hmm. So, like, what he didn't get from his father, that approval and that acceptance, he found it through volunteer work, actually. So, he was a member of the Junior Chamber of Commerce, and he organized things like anti-litter campaigns. Mm-hmm. He actually became involved in, like, real politics and mingled with politicians Dang. and knew so the governor. So, people probably knew him when all of this came out. Yes. Like, oh, absolutely. Whoa. So, he was always trying to gain notoriety. Wow. So okay. he was willing to do like anything a politician asked for from him. Yeah. He got some sort of recognition. Right. So he was some kind of validation. Putting probably. himself, he wanted them to publicly recognize right. his yeah. achievements for mm-hmm. whatever he did. He wanted prove all his, the glory. Yeah, that makes sense based on his childhood. Yeah. Yes. He's yep. constantly trying to prove his manhood and establish himself um, in some sort of a powerful way. Mm-hmm. So 
That's a common theme of him wanting power and control. Okay. Yes. Ooh. Your phone. <laughs> Whoops, it's down there. I forgot. Um, so he started dating a bookkeeper right. and that he met at his work named Marlon Myers. And mm-hmm. she came from a really good family, which he saw as an opportunity. He was okay. always an opportunist. Yeah. So um, he married her. And then oh. he, they actually had a child, which okay. I, that was something I didn't know about him when I started looking in this. But so he's living this like normal life. He's regular uh, dude, becoming regular dude. This yeah, regular yeah. dude out in the world, becoming mm-hmm. who he really wants to be. Yeah. His dad is proud of him for the first time in his life. Like everybody said, mm-hmm. he seemed like he was just doing so well. And he's probably like how oldish? Let's like, see. It said he was twenty-two. So about this time. I want to say he's like late 20s, mid to late 20s. This is his early adulthood. So, yeah. So, So, yeah, hit the ground running. Yeah, 20s. Yeah. Okay. He's doing quite well for himself. Yeah. Um, And then his demons kind of come back after he's had his first child. Because this was February 24th, 1966. Mm -hmm. He was at the bar. And... uh, his wife was at home giving birth. This was when his child was born. Oh, so, oh gosh, I didn't write this in there correctly. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, so his wife's having their baby. He is at a bar, and this is when he hooks up with a guy for the first time. So oh, he has an wow. affair. Okay. His first gay experience, and he ends up having oral sex with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he. What a moment for mm-hmm. that. I should pull that chart too. Symbolic. <laughs> figure out the day. Uh, whose chart would you pull? The, the baby's? His, his, or, the, or, well, it'd be the baby's and his first time. Well, with the we man. don't know the, the mystery. The man. Let's, find, let's find that guy. Let's track him down. We need your birth time. Please. Sir. 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 Um, we need to ask you about an experience. Um, so he pretended that whole thing never happened okay. and just completely moved on. So he does yeah. this on the day his child is born. Super. Wow. The psyche going on in yeah, the that's, here. Yeah, it must have been like a real I don't have children. Energy. So the fact that, like, I can't, I, I don't have a child, so I can't mm-hmm. imagine kind of the significance. I mean, I mean obviously I can imagine it, but. I, I just can't imagine, like, that would be like him it, not being around yeah. at all. Like, I know there were times uh, where, you know, the men weren't supposed to be in the room with their wife or whatever. Right. But he was at, like, totally gone. He was at a bar he hooking up. He was totally up. gone. He was getting it in at the bar. <laughs> like, rejecting his life. Like, yeah, so man. he's doing, you know, that. Um, so they had a son. Uh, and when he was born, John felt like his dad was actually proud of him for the first time at that point. Wow. So he says that uh, he was married, he had a family, mm-hmm. he was successful. So this was like where he felt he right, was where doing you're supposed his to be, best. But deep down, are you really happy? So, <laughs> as I mentioned, he was an opportunist. Yeah. So with okay. this marriage to Marlene, mm-hmm. um, his new father-in-law owned a whole branch of Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurants. Okay. So Casey went to That's go work fun. there. They moved to Waterloo. Waterloo. He um, was the boss in charge, immediately mm-hmm. put as a store manager, which he fucking loved because he's in control of people. What's that called? And powerful. No, nep- nepotism. Nepotism. I don't know. Is that what it's where where you where you get hired because you're related? <laughs> oh, is that what nepotism? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's nepotism. Um, Tell I me just, if I'm wrong. <laughs> I call it a privileged asshole in this situation <laughs> where he gets put in charge of a bunch of people in mm-hmm. one of the locations. And he asked his employees mm-hmm. to call him Colonel. Why? Okay. I don't know. I wrote gross. <laughs> he didn't so. do anything. My grandfather actually was a colonel. So... And we would call him Colonel growing up. Oh wow! But it was like, it was like 
fun and respectful. Like, yeah. it was like, well, I mean, he like, earned that. And for him to just, like... Well, it's the curl, oh. like, Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's, like, well, a mascot. I know, so, but that's his thing, it's like, but it's embarrassing. He should be so... Also, I don't like that it's a theme for the chicken place in general, either. Well, yeah. I, I think all I the, the whole picture for me is insulting. Your mascot shouldn't <laughs> be a person. This it shouldn't, shouldn't people, be, like, a, a re, like, an honorary ranking. Like, I don't know. People are just not realizing... I, um, that you shouldn't have people as mascots, actually. It's, it's a new thing that, like, yeah. you know, cowboys mm-hmm. shouldn't be a mm-hmm. mascot. Or... Yeah, the, you know, Native <laughs> Americans don't need to be a mascot. Yeah, yeah, um, no. <laughs> and two schools in our own town have... Hillbillies don't need to be a mascot. Mm-hmm. No. But they are. All Northwest oh, yeah. Arkansas mascots are oh, yeah. <laughs> offensive group names. No, yeah, no. Well, some. It's, some. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> That's a whole other debate. We're Sorry. getting into some hot local politics. Sorry, we got distracted. We're going to continue the story now. We're going to continue the story now. Um, so he wants people to call him the colonel because he's gross. Um, mm. And now adulthood. He's got it all. Everything's good. Okay. But he decides to start a killing spree. So Cool. He had a promising Chill. future, but he was hiding a really dark sexual compulsion. Mm-hmm. So, uh, an identity crisis. Yeah. So, kind of leading up daddy to daddy issues and major daddy <laughs> issues, major uh, sexuality issues. Yeah. Lots of issues. That's a big fucking problem. Yeah. So, uh, it all kind of starts to come out mm-hmm. through his membership as the Junior Chamber of Commerce, who they, they kept referring to in this documentary I watched as the JCs. Okay. So that's kind of like the abbreviation. Yeah. So he got appointed to chairman of mm-hmm. this group, and he they elected him. He was like yeah. felt really like he was hot shit, um, and he was in charge of recruiting. Okay. So he got new members by taking them to a hotel and hiring a bunch of sex workers to entertain them and hosting orgies. So his sexual kinks start to come out yeah. in like kind of a public underground sort yeah. of a way. Um, which is crazy because, like, his wife was into it too. So he okay. was a really successful recruiter because of it. Oh, that's fun. Him and his wife were both swingers and they had like group sex parties and orgies. So he's getting that... to experiment. Okay, that's good. In though. a safe setting, yes. you know, which yes. is good and healthy. Um, good. Yeah. I'm proud of him for that. So it's so far. He's using <laughs> it as a means of recruitment for okay. the Junior Chamber of Commerce, which is a little interesting. Yeah. As far as it's one thing to have these sex parties if that's what you want to do, but kind of tying it into something that's kind of like a political mm-hmm. affiliation is a little bit interesting. Um, and then that year, the JCs voted him Man of the Year, and he was uh, starting to campaign for president of the JCs. At okay. That point. Not. I was like, whoa. And he won, and he's in office now. Oh wait, what? <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> our next president, guys. Our next president. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. Um, so this next section I have entitled Getting Gross. Her notes are super fun, guys. Like, yeah, I, I typed these all, all the We might start skinning out. them into Patreon for you. It's this, really exciting. I ran out of ink, so this one's hot pink. And it's <laughs> a little difficult to I ordered bulk ink on Amazon, so I'm good now. Don't worry. Prime day. Prime day. (laughs) What, what? So, yeah, there's some interesting stuff in my notes, but this section is called Getting Gross. This is where it really starts to (laughs) fucking come out. Tell me the gross. Yeah, everything we've heard from Give me the gross. Yeah. Everything that has happened thus far has been pretty normal. We're like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is a regular guy. When does it cross over? This is it. Um, so his second child was born. 
All right. It seems to what be was something... he doing when he? What was he doing at this point? The... That I don't know. Like at the time oh, um, of the child's okay. birth, but I do know right. that it's something seems to trigger every time a child is born. Yeah. I don't know what that is happening with yeah. him. If it's something that's like this is so real that mm-hmm. I have to do something. Yeah. So the opposite is something's triggering it, and um, his obsession comes out like hard at okay. this point. So. He invites a teenage boy who's 15 years old. <coughs> He's actually the son of a family friend, a Ooh. fellow JC member. So he invites their 15-year-old cool. child over. Oh. This is problematic. Yes. Um, and asks if he'd ever seen a stag film. <laughs> Amy, have you ever seen a stag film? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> uh, and then when the boy said no, John puts one on, and it's on a projector, so it's fucking creepy. It's oh, like so a, they're like sitting on the couch. It's like... It's like the late 60s and 70s at this point. Like, we're talking, there's not, not technology. This is such a good. bad image. All right. Yeah, so it's gross. So they're watching a gross movie on okay. a projector, and then he gets the boy drunk. Because that was his thing. It was like, I'm the cool, I'm mm. like the cool uncle. Right. No big you want to drink a party? Come over. So that's what he would do. And then he ends up forcing himself on the boy, and oh uh, they had oral sex. Okay. And uh, so, watch porn, get drunk in my basement. Um, yeah, so then he, like, Don't threatens... go into people's basements if you're um, any age. Yeah, basements are just not good. Especially if you're under 18. Just, Even... just avoid adult basements. You know, my mom tries to get me to go in her basement, but it always means I'm going to be doing manual labor. So don't go in basements <laughs> it's just, for any it's either creepy. There's something creepy could happen. Nothing you want is in a basement. Um, yeah, or oh, you're going to have to work. Yeah, like, it's chores. just not fun. It could get smelled bad down there. The temperature's always, like, mold. off. Mold. Yeah, it, don't do it. Don't go There's to the basement. There's a lot of reasons to not go to the basement. <laughs> um, John Wayne Gacy is the biggest reason. <laughs> He's a great reason. So, he threatens this poor boy. Okay. And that's how he gets to away with quiet. this. Yeah. yeah, so he intimidates him and tells him that he has mob ties in Chicago. And basically, if you say anything, right. like, you know, it. Eh. And then he also pays the boy $50. $50. So that's in 1967. Right. Yeah. 1968. Um, but in 1968, the child does tell his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and they press charges. And John Wayne Gacy is arrested and charged with sodomy. Whoa. So he's actually... This shatters his image. Like, he's had this image that he's upheld in society. And so to be, like, accused of, right. you know... Doing this is a big no. Daddy probably was pissed. I can't imagine um, that <laughs> okay, daddy okay. was happy about Pause. this. $50, 1960 with Ooh, inflation. Today's money. It says in 2016 it'd be $405. Fuck! So it's way more than I thought. I didn't know the things had inflated that much. Apparently. At least, I mean, it's put in 16 when I hit now. I guess that's when the site was made. That's I mean, crazy. Hit 19. Okay, 2019, $432. That's, wow, okay. Just had to mention that. I was like, I, I could, you know, I got that question I had to go I with. could go back in time today and live like a king <laughs> with my $50. No. Um, all right, all right. Okay, that was good. That was a good sign. You gotta there. know. Yeah. Okay. Everybody was wondering. <laughs> so, he's in jail. He's arrested. Okay. Um, he denied the allegations. He mm-hmm. said the kid was a liar and was like insisting, I yeah. want a polygraph. Like, give me a wow. polygraph. And he failed the fucking polygraph. 
Okay. Huh, he's going to prove his innocence, and he just proved he's an wow. idiot. So, All right. Um, once everything like got out about the trial and everybody mm-hmm. heard about it, other boys started coming forward mm-hmm. and claiming the same thing. Whoa. So he pled guilty to the sodomy charge mm-hmm. and insisted that the boy engaged in sex or oral sex consensually, which is, and I wrote, which is like, yeah. fuck you, dude. <laughs> um, because, like... You're 15. You don't. You can't consent to shit no. at 15 with an adult. Mm-mm. You can probably consent with another 15 year old, but I don't think it's going to be a situation where you're yeah, wanting right. to consent with a 40 year old man when you're 15. Right. Right. I I don't. It's not cool. It's not legal. No. Um. So, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um. Consent's important. Anyway, so I watched a film of like an interview of him actually talking about mm-hmm. it. And I wanted to vomit. It was from 1992, which was two years before he was... I'll have um, to watch it after this. ...killed. Yeah, like, it was super gross hearing him talk about how it was consensual and shit. Like, it made me cringe. It made me angry. Oh, he's such a piece of shit. Like, when you hear him and see him talk, like, oh, there's a lot of interviews. Yeah. He he didn't like interviews quite as much as Eileen, <laughs> but... There, they do exist. He did talk, you know. We need to we need to find someone with like a Leo right son or like a Leo Mercury to do because I bet there'd be a lot of footage oh, of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, how did did we had a we had a Leo victim? Yes, yeah, that's right. Victim. Okay, uh, well for his fucking sodomy charges he was sentenced to 10 years in prison Mm -hmm. and even in jail Gacy was like really social wanted Mm -hmm. to be friends with everybody trying to like have status um he was friends with inmates officers and even the warden um he got a job as head cook so he ran the prison kitchen yeah um and then I saw I saw another video clip and it was from 1969 where he's being interviewed, and it's at, like, a, it's like a fucking weird prison Christmas special. It's super weird. Um, and his Christmas segment, like, got on the news. And he was what? in a, he's in a boys choir. They're, like, singing carols and shit. Oh and he is, I saw footage of all of it, and it was, like, super That's a weird. lot. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was weird. Like, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> his dad dies of cirrhosis of the liver, and it's super alcoholic, wow. on Christmas morning. So... Gacy actually didn't handle this very well, mm-hmm. as you can probably imagine. Right. Uh, he felt like he had disappointed his dad so much that he was somehow, like, responsible right. for the death. Mm-hmm. Like, that it was over him being right. such a failure as yeah. a son. So, his grief did not manifest well, and it turned into violent rage, violent which is rage. always fantastic. So. All right. <laughs> He started actually turning in prison. So where he was like social and outgoing mm-hmm. and in the fucking boys choir, yeah. he starts acting out toward anybody and especially people that he thought were gay. He started to really be hateful. He kicked How a guy sweet. in the face actually after oh. seeing uh, two men engage in oral sex. So wow. he's like an explosion of he hatred. Could have been, he could have been exploring in prison. And he could have been really taking he advantage. Have, yeah. That um, was that could have been a prime time, and it sounds like he missed an opportunity. He missed an opportunity. As such an opportunist, he really wasted this one. Um, <laughs> he could have been doing stuff and things. Instead, he uh, was getting super violent, um, and finally he gets out of prison in 1970. Okay. On good behavior after okay. being like, fuck, I don't really see mm-hmm. kicking He was a good boy in prison. As being good, but sure. He only served 16 months of Whoa. his 10-year sentence. That's crazy. He's fine. Let's just let him go. I mean, he's kicking people in the face. It's okay. <laughs> he's This is good behavior. 
by standards of 1970, I okay. guess. Um, so this segment is entitled On the Streets. And there is a trigger warning because this is where shit starts kind of getting every, graphic. Every one of our episodes, just expect oh, damn it, I trigger to, warning. I need to this at the top. At the I, announcements. I say that every time. Trigger. T W at top. I'll know what that means later if I don't remind uh, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what does this mean? Most T W. What? What? Who is that? Who's that? Okay. Um, so, he went back to his childhood mm-hmm. home. He's 28 now. Okay. So, he's back in Chicago, right. and he's living with his mom. Hi, Mommy. Hi, Mom. I'm back from sodomizing in jail. I'm here to make you proud now that Dad's gone. Okay. It's just the two of us. Um, so his <laughs> wife divorced him, and he never saw her or his kids ever again. Okay. I, this is why I didn't know he had a wife and kids ever. I knew about Oh, because you just heard about... Okay. I knew about him living with his mom mm-hmm. in Chicago, and then yeah. it was just the two of them. I didn't know really any... Okay, so he's not with her. his family at all. Right. Right, okay, okay. So when he goes to jail, his wife did not stand by him. <laughs> oh, all right. And defend all him right. for being a, a super asshole. Okay, I mean, I don't blame her. I, she was smart. <laughs> She was like, I just wanted to get kinky and have group sex. I didn't think we were going to be raping little boys Uh without... Ah, no. Mm -hmm. Just doing that, no. Mm -hmm. No. I'm out of here. He had opportunities without little young men. And also, they had a son, so she was probably like, can you get our Uh, fucking kid away from this asshole? Because he's a monster. Okay. So... Um, uh, he wanted a new life, obviously. He got mm-hmm. out of jail, and he was able to get a job as a cook. Yeah. Cooked. Cook. Cook. Goodness. A past tense. He was a cooked. Um, Ooh. so everyone said he was acting different when he got out of prison. Like, he was really driven, and mm-hmm. he was trying to just be successful at any cost. Yeah. He had this, like, fire on him at that point in time. Okay. Um, so by 1971, he saved up enough money to open his own contracting company, and right. it was called PDM, Painting, <laughs> Decorating, Maintenance. He does it all. <laughs> so this would end up being his avenue okay. to his obsession of an access to teenage boys. Oh, right. So, foreshadowing. Um... So, he was even a super gross birthday clown named Pogo. Okay. Uh, he performed at children's hospitals. He was, like, doing this whole public figure mm-hmm. thing. And Probably like, wow, he's such a great person now mm-hmm. doing oh, this. Oh, he's at the he's, party. He's, like, you know, he make, he's party. cheering up the sick children in the hospital. He's and... such a good person. Okay. Yeah, so people kind of forgot about, like, everything uh-huh. he did, and he had relocated back home. Wow. He didn't actually commit his previous crimes mm-hmm. in Chicago, so he okay. he's back there right. um, being a gross birthday clown, fucking the face painting. Like, you need to look at I'm it. I'm asleep for some reason. Man. Don't do it. You need coffee. Oh, I'm going to get coffee right after we finish this story. We don't normally record in the morning. Actually, this is our first time to record uh, before noon. <laughs> I'm a super morning person. I'm kind I'm of always not. this. I'm so. not. Yeah, it's not the story that's boring me. I'm just a tired person. That's probably <laughs> what's happening. It's a different time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come alive at night. Uh, <laughs> so he's got his contracting business. He's a fucking birthday clown. He's still trying really hard to suppress his sexual desires. Mm-hmm. And the more he tries to like hold it in, the yeah. more aggressive he becomes. Aww. So... He had a girlfriend, and mm-hmm. he explained to her that he was bisexual. He always claims to be bisexual. He never, okay, ever says that he's gay. Right. So that's always his thing. 
Um, and he let her know that he'd been in prison. And she was like, cool. Like, she was mm-hmm. super chill with it. Like, I get you. I yeah. fucking yeah. I accept you mm-hmm. for who you are. Okay. Um, so then in January of 1972, he picks up a young boy from the Greyhound bus station and mm-hmm. offers him a ride, you know. As you do. You know. Just waiting outside the Greyhound station looking for boys. It's totally chill. Yep. Um, so he invites <laughs> the boy over to his house and they have sex. Okay. Afterwards, Gacy decided that he would stab him in the chest and bury him in the crawl space under his house. So. And this is the first murder, right? Yes. Yeah. So this one was really so, impulsive. And uh, so he was really able to. Obviously, you can't bribe him. You know, right, obviously yeah. you can't threaten him with the mob. I guess you gotta kill him. You, I mean, he had no choice. No. Oh, God, it's horrible. He shouldn't have been creeping outside the bus station. I mean, none of it should have, yeah. You know, they no. say it was impulsive. Like, it was really his intention was probably more so just to commit the sexual act, mm-hmm. but just kind of being in that heat of the right, moment. Right, but then what do you do after? Uh, I'm sure he didn't think that yeah, far ahead. Yeah, he went ahead. to jail last time. And well, he, I would like to think he didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> it's one of those things where he had already been punished for it. Mm-hmm. And his paying somebody off didn't work. And his threats of the mob didn't work. So he had to get silence his victims by getting rid of them. And, and, you know, nobody's going to know this kid is missing because he's more of like a transient person, which that was, he loved to pick marginalized victims. Uh So that it wasn't, you know, you're not going to pick like the president's son. Well, he already picked the JC member's son, (laughs) which is, he'd already made all the mistakes. That was a bad decision, yeah. He, he learned from his mistakes, but he learned how to get away with his crimes. That's that's the way he learned from his yeah. mistakes, is he learned how yes. to improve upon not getting wow. caught, where he can still do what he wants, mm-hmm. have this power over people, and not have to um, face up yeah. and be punished for it. He thought he was, he just thought he was so slick. Like, Gacy had such an arrogance about him. Mm-hmm. The cops talk about that later, too. Really? He's just, he was so oh, arrogant and so full of himself that uh-huh. it was just kind of, Always seeking notoriety and right. attention. He was just really terrible, needed that validation all the time. So he buries the boy in his crawl space under his house. Um, and then he marries his girlfriend seven months right. later. And she totally moves in with her two dollar dollars. Dollars. Daughters. Daughters. And, and maybe two dollars. Above the dead body. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. And so there's two little girls living there. And they called him daddy. Oh, daddy. Uh. <laughs> um, so uh, his mom moved out. She still lived there. So she uh-huh. moved out of the house to give them privacy. Oh. Um, but soon after the wedding, shit went south because he still wanted to bang young boys. Um, <laughs> in 1975, he had the house to himself one night, and he invites over one of his 16-year-old employees at his contracting really? company. Yes. Um, so he's got the boy over, and with the guise of doing a magic trick, this was his thing, because he was birthday clown. Was it so a dick he was, in a box? It, it was his <laughs> dick. He originated the dick in the box joke, actually, so I can't say it. We can't say that. I'm sorry. Stole it from <laughs> Can't say um, it. Can't say that. <laughs> good stuff. Um, that didn't happen. Um, so, he, Ugh. because he did all, like, the birthday stuff and did a bunch yeah. of tricks and card tricks, like, he was known for doing that as a clown, mm-hmm. and he would do a trick that was called the handcuff trick. So it's where he fucking puts you in handcuffs, and then there's no way out. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he could get people to go along with it, and they would think he was all playing, and then he'd do the fucking handcuff trick, and then immediately, like, with this particular victim, he gagged him. Oh, my God. And then proceeded to sexually torture him. Wow. So he had made a homemade garrot, like a tourniquet. Whoa. And strangled him. And he actually talked about this in one of the interviews. Really? So he was actually talking about how he made it and how he did it. And he's like, yeah, you could just twist and twist. It, like, hearing Damn. him talk about it made me want to, like, jump through the TV and just, like, punch him in oh. the face. Like, it was so awful. Easy. Easy and, peasy. DIY it, man. Yeah, DIY. He was, like, doing a... He, he would love Pinterest. He would have <laughs> done his... Huh. Um, so... Dark web Pinterest. The dark web Pinterest that he would have had. And he put the body into the crawl space. The crawl space. That's his favorite spot. All right. (laughs) Um, So his compulsion to kill was a combination of his need to gain power Mm -hmm. and uh, dominate someone. Yeah. And then he also had his underlying sexual desires that he was suppressing. So those three things completely um, came out in the form Mm -hmm. of murdering and raping. So after three years of marriage, Gacy and his wife got a divorce. So that didn't go well. Um, now we're going to enter another section that's nothing but triggers. Uh, it's called Killing All Day. Killing so, All Day. <laughs> killing All Day. So Gacy is a single boy, and he's a boy gone wild. <laughs> now that he has fewer responsibilities and a household to himself, he just started abducting boys. And okay. He would hold them at gunpoint, take them back to his house. He had a routine them. at this point. He's getting good at yeah. this. He'd rape them, kill them, bury them in the crawl space, and then, you know... You know how it is when your crawl space is starting to run run out of room. There's just, there's boys everywhere. (laughs) He has, oh God. (laughs) He is literally running out of room to put his victims, which is so awful. Wow. I laugh because it's so uncomfortable. It's so so horrific to think about these poor victims. Oh my God. Like, and there was even a map. Like he had them plotted so perfectly and like, like, segmented out so if i google it you could press yeah it's really upsetting um so (laughs) it's awful um so he's running out of space for his victims and he solves the problem by having some of his employees come help him out he tells them he has a project and that he's like remodeling his basement and gets them over there and they start digging up Mm -hmm. his basement floor um so that he could have access to soft ground to oh, wow. continue to um, do this to his victims. So, super fucked up. He actually had one of his employees renting a room from him. Mm-hmm. So, he's got a, like, teenage boy room. Like, just ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, and this, also... Mm, okay. Yeah, this is, this is an interesting story. So, this is the most insight we have into Gacy and, like, first account tales mm-hmm. because he survives an attack from okay. Darwin Gacy. And he lived to tell about it, and most people did not. So, Whoa. Okay. this is really interesting, like firsthand account. So, he, basically, uh, his roommate employee came home one night to find Gacy wasted and dressed up as fucking Pogo the clown. So he's wearing a stupid clown costume. I just saw a picture of the clown costume. Yeah, he's yeah. like a super shitty clown. It's shitty face it's paint. Not it's not good. even good. Uh, he's not good at that. I'm disappointed that he's not good at being a clown. I bet his dad would have been ashamed. No, he was horrible at everything, and yes. Oh, my God. Um, so, he pulled the handcuff trick on his employee, and his employee, like, got fucking pissed off. Like, Really? Um, dude was yelling at him and saying, like, stop, or I'll kick your ass. And I saw the interview wow. with his former roommate, it was, like, saw, and, like, heard him tell this story. Really? And he said in response that 
Gacy started growling at him like a rabid dog, like an actual whoa, like growling. He was in his own, yeah, yeah. When he was like told to stop, he starts growling like an animal, Dang. and then they actually got into a physical fight. So a drunk clown who's growling at you is, while you're handcuffed, is physically fighting you. And even with the handcuffs on, his name was David Cram. And even with the handcuffs on, he fucking got away. Like, he was able to fight Gacy off, got out, ran away, and moved out immediately. So at this point in time, Gacy has 19 boys buried in his basement. 19. 19. Okay. So... Um, they're not really buried, are they? They're like they're buried. Like oh, he, he like plotted them okay. and dug them okay. in there. That's why he needed his employees to right. dig up the floor so he'd have more soft ground to bury them. And he would go down there and pour lime on it and just do whatever he could to like yeah. keep the smell down. And, um, and that's okay. nineteen bodies. And this Whoa. is over like the course of a few years. But he's yeah. killing a lot, a lot. So wow. um, it's May nineteen seventy eight. Mm-hmm. He's back in the limelight, and he's organizing the Polish Independence Day Parade, which made me laugh. I was like, that's dumb. Yeah, I saw a picture of him at the event, and he's mm-hmm. with uh, President Jimmy Carter's wife, just, like, Ooh. hanging out. He's, like, a socialite. He's fucking on the town, being cool, mm-hmm. right. posing for pictures. Like, yeah. This guy is a monster, and he's leading this insane that's double life. Wow. Yeah. So... Um, he's total creep, and at this point, he was killing every two to three weeks. So he's on a fucking rampage until the police started looking for a missing boy. So, mm. uh, so okay. Gacy's thirty six at this time. <sighs> yeah, he was uh, criming it up. He was keeping up his appearances in public. He was mm-hmm. living like double life as fuck. Mm-hmm. He was even on a bowling league up until the day he was arrested, and then he like fucks up. So. This section is called Getting Caught. Okay, so he ruses in a young take boy. Some notes real quick. Oh, take some I notes. Got some ideas. Go ahead. Uh, oh, <laughs> I love our notes. I know, we're so cool. Your notes probably will be better than nope. this. Um, so he ruses in a young boy who worked at a local drugstore. And promised him a better paying job. He was like, come work for my company. Mm-hmm. I want to hire you. I'll pay you so much better than what you're making here. And the boy's like, sweet. Um, and he was never seen alive again. He oh. was Gacy's 33rd victim. So, Whoa. Um, okay. So there were witnesses who saw the boy leave with Gacy because he picked a local person in a public place, lured mm-hmm. him out of his place of employment. Like, it was all documented. Like, there were, there were people nearby yeah. to see this. And it's a drugstore. In the fucking mm-hmm. 70s. So, um, <laughs> he thought he was, like, super smooth and uh, could get away with it. But the cops, like, came by his house. And he was totally fucked when the police searched everything and started finding personal belongings of other missing teenagers. Ooh, so, wow. they see mm-hmm. shit in his house. They they can't really do much with it yet. You know, that doesn't prove anything mm-hmm. at that point. You do have to have proof. Um, but the cops start watching him 24-7. Uh, and this is where Gacy becomes, like, super arrogant, like I talked about earlier. So, he got really cocky, yeah. and one night while the cops were following them, like, he paid for their dinner at a local diner. Like, he had the audacity to just be like, it's on me tonight, yeah. fellas, and go pay for their fucking <laughs> dinner. Like, he, mm-hmm. and everybody still really liked him. That was the thing, is everybody said, like, 
we really liked him. We didn't want to have to look at him for this, but everybody saw him with that kid. So it was one of those things, like, even the cops don't want to wow. think that he is this person. Um, it's really weird. And he, in fact, he was so fucking arrogant, he invited the whole surveillance team over to his house for a fish dinner, which sounds terrible. So, um, and then one of the officers, while they were eating... Smelled something horrible oh. coming from the air vents. Whoa. Okay. Uh, and so after they leave, like, you know, the police didn't realize what it was right mm. away. You know, it took yeah. them a minute to be like, what the fuck? Also, the smell of fish cooking. I don't... Mm. I, yeah, I don't... Fish I don't, plus dead mm-hmm. body. I, it was probably confusing for everyone. Um, gross. So... <laughs> he, like... So Gacy freaks out mm-hmm. now that he knows the cops are on to him. And he wants to beat the cops to the punch because he has to still be in control. Right, yeah. So he gets an attorney and confesses every fucking detail. And even offered to show his attorney the crawl space because his attorney didn't believe him. Really? This is how oh, people Because it was like he public. just has put out such a good, ooh. This is and he's like, bro, I killed a shit ton of boys. I mean, there's 33 of them in my basement. If somebody's telling you that, you're probably yeah. like, you're totally messing with me right like that's there's no way you're kidding there's no way so um yeah he like offers to show him and uh it's just crazy that he still had to like be in charge like he wanted if he was gonna go down it was gonna be on his terms it wasn't gonna be them taking him down in the way that you know they probably wanted to Mm -hmm. um it was going down completely how he wanted to and he was gonna be the only one to expose himself yeah nobody else is gonna do it and the cops were already on the scene at this time, like, before he could really get even yeah. finish confessing to his lawyer. Like, the cops are already there with a the search warrant, and then they started digging in the crawl space. So, right before Christmas, December 21st, 1978, he's arrested for murder. Okay. Um, everybody says he was in good spirits. He's laughing and joking with the yeah. police and just being Mr. Arrogant. Like, even after, he literally knows he's screwed. He's caught. He's found out. He's been exposed. Okay. He's... He still, his confidence is never shaken, which is so odd. Okay. Um, he's just still so arrogant about it and just thinks it's so funny. So now, here we go. The Gacy finale. <laughs> so his family's I'm devastated. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Right. His, his mother was horrified that in her home that she had built a life and a family and uh, there were 13 bodies in it. Like... He's 37 years old at this time. And he's going, Oh, it was her house, wasn't it? Yeah. You're right. That's the house oh, he grew up in. Down oh in the basement where his dad drank the brandy and fucking oh. all angry. So okay. There was like bad energy. Wow. Bad energy bad down energy. there. They should have saged the house. They needed help. <laughs> they needed all the crystals, wow. which I'm covering up right now. So yeah, get your crystals back out. Um, yeah, they definitely needed some smudging. They yeah. needed some, they needed an exorcism in that basement because wow. it's evil, evil. I can't imagine the evil vibes that are down there. Gross. So, he's 37. He goes on trial for murder. Mm-hmm. And the defense decided to go for an NGBRI, so not okay. guilty by reason of insanity plea. Okay. So, um, nope, he was found guilty and okay. sentenced to death. They said, you suck. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Nah. And bye. You knew exactly what you were doing because you tried to cover it up. That's a big mm-hmm. thing when you're trying to do, you know, an insanity plea. Right. You have to be able to prove that, like, you you didn't know what you were doing was wrong. Yeah. Clearly somebody who he, goes to the lengths that he went to yeah. to cover up your crimes 
you knew what you were doing, fuckhead. Like, you're not fooling anybody. Shut up. So, guilty. Sentence to death. Um, and then he congratulated the prosecutors and told them, good job. And said that he respected them. What? He's still an arrogant piece of shit. Okay. Like, he's still just being like, good job, fellas. Like, ah, just really respect the work you did. It, uh, he's horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he still is, like, insisting publicly that he is not gay and that he is bisexual. He's really mm-hmm. gets angry anytime someone accuses him of being gay. Okay. So he's... Yeah, he doesn't want to be seen that way. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he was sent to the Menard Correctional Facility in Southern mm-hmm. Illinois, and he cashed in on the hype by becoming an artist and doing gross paintings of himself as Pogo the Clown. They're offensive, and they are still, I believe, for sale. Like, there are people who wow. bought them. Like, he was selling them. Right. And people were buying them. Ugh. And then he decided to write a book claiming he was innocent, um, as if someone else put 33 bodies in his basement. And the book was called A Question of Doubt. Oh, cute. Don't you just fucking hate this It's a very poetic like, name. It's such yeah. an asshole. Okay. He claimed that he was the 34th victim. All the bodies had been planted there by his employees. He also claimed his schedule was too busy. For him to have killed all those boys. I don't have time for that. Do you know how much time it takes? I'm a very busy man. Do you know how many birthday parties I have this weekend? I have, I have some clowning to do. This is damn it. outlandish. This is insane. So, like, what the fuck? He's mm-hmm. such an idiot. Wow. Um, but his mom kept believing in it. In, like, yeah. his innocence. Really? She, yes. Oh, man. She believed him until she had several strokes and, like, lost all memory of his crimes. I mean, so was, she, she she, was she pretty old when he was convicted? I mean, maybe it was easier for her and her... I'm not like, sure how old she is. I didn't look... Like, if it. she felt death was right around the corner, like, oh, I'm not going to fight this battle. <laughs> this I emotional mean, battle. It's, I think it's also one of those things, as a parent, like, being in denial and being, mm-hmm. like, you want to believe your child is not capable. You want to believe yeah. you didn't raise a yeah. monster because that's a reflection on the self. Right. I raised someone capable of killing Man. 33 young boys. Like, no one wants that to be true of themselves. You true, know, yeah. To, that, what it, that puts responsibility back on, on you. And when we have that type of cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. our only, we, we have to reduce it. It's human nature. Right. We do have not want to, to We can't handle it. it, yeah. Anytime something conflicts with our morals or values mm-hmm. or if we do something to confirm the opposite of our morals, yeah. we reduce that dissonance. And most of the time it's going to be through, like, justifying mm-hmm. it, through victim blaming, mm-hmm. um, and then through just completely changing your attitude about yeah. it. Yeah. Being like, oh, no, I believe this. This mm-hmm. isn't against my morals. I yeah. did nothing wrong. You minimize that response. Responsibility. So that's rough, and that that's how we get through as humans. That's mm-hmm. how we get through <laughs> any sort of situation yeah. we're confronted with in that way. Mm-hmm. So we are we will do what what it takes to reduce that dissonance. Yeah. So even if it means lying to ourselves, and I really think that's what happened with his mom. I think that's just how how could you yeah let yourself believe that? But she did lose memory as she got older, like, mm-hmm. and didn't remember, you know, crimes happening at all. Yeah. Um, and then she passed away in 1989. So okay. just uh, five years before John mm-hmm. dies. So five years later. So she didn't see him. No. Yeah. She left this earth before his execution. Mm-hmm. So that was probably, as a parent, that was probably... Nice for her. Yeah. I, I mean, it's already been awful. Can you imagine the yeah. public scrutiny? Um, well... We're going to get to his death, and we're going to talk a little about, about the public reaction to okay. it, which is pretty wild. Um, so, May 10th, 1994, he mm-hmm. dies of lethal injection at the Stateville Prison in Joliet, mm-hmm. Illinois. So, it's just south of Chicago. 
Um, his sister was there. I saw her talk about this in the interview. So she was with him during his final hours. Mm-hmm. Um, there were hundreds of spectators outside of the prison chanting, kill him. <laughs> and they like counted it down. Like, okay. They were waiting for the countdown. Like wow. everybody was so excited. Meanwhile, his sister's inside. And um, she said that he told her he loved her and that he used that time to make peace with God. Okay. So he believed in God. At 12.40 a.m., he's injected, and he dies eight minutes later. So before we got on here, I wanted to learn about, like, that long time frame. Because I was mm-hmm. like, eight minutes sounds like a long time. Yeah, I was like, was he put out? Like, was he Was know, he unconscious? Was he Which, with lethal injection, like, we know that is one of the uh, humane forms of uh, legal capital punishment. Mm-hmm. So um, we know it has to be some sort of standards of what makes something humane. Mm-hmm. And it is supposed to put them in a state of sort of like an unconsciousness while their okay. body systems kind of shut down. Um, eventually their heart will stop. But it does put them into some sort of a uh-huh. conscious state. It like compromises their breathing. So, I mean, it's probably not a pretty thing to watch. Can you imagine like oh, yeah, watching that right? for eight minutes? Sounds... I, I don't I don't know. That's a lot. It, I mean, if it's whatever if, you believe on that, but if they're put like to sleep, right? Is it similar to like? I would be curious if it's similar to when you put your dog to sleep. You know, because people don't watch know. that. Oh, I've never done that. Oh gosh, that's anyway. Sorry. Rough topic. Sorry. We're getting dark, you guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. We're talking about death, though. We are right. talking about the actual death. We've talked about a lot of death, but this is the yeah. death of actually John Wayne Gacy. So he dies at twelve forty-eight a.m. Um, at 3 a.m., his body was secretly transported to a nearby hospital where his brain was extracted Whoa. for psychological testing. Um, what? So at this point in time, you know, this is the 90s, early yeah. 90s. They're, we were they're, interested in that kind of th- that kind of testing, yeah. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. You know about science and I'm stuff. in the 90s. I mean, you know about 90s science. <laughs> uh, so they were really, like... Scientists wanted to know if there was mm-hmm. something going wrong like in his brain. Like an off balance, yeah. What kind of abnormalities are here? What kind is it mm-hmm. formed differently? Um, but there were none. Wow. Normal brain. So, for John, final words. When he was good, he was good and, like, had a real drive for success. But when he was bad, he went hard into destruction mode. Mm-hmm. Pisces. He'd be so extreme. That's my literal notes. <laughs> Good job. Good job. And Round of applause for Brittany. <laughs> Thank you. <Okay. laughs> and look at this. This is a bonus page of the notes <laughs> where the printing went really awry. And it's, Ooh, it's I, ombre. And you know, I stapled it in here. <laughs> you still kept page. it. It's you still kept it. It's nostalgic now. I okay, the notes will be uh, scanned on Patreon, so the notes check that are, out. <laughs> there's lots of scribbles. There's lots of lots of interesting crap <laughs> and not interesting crap. Oh on my here. god! I do have a math equation I would like to share. <laughs> Watch porn plus get drunk in my basement equals handcuff trick. This was my no math <laughs> subnote of the oh getting gross god. section. So stag films. The stag films. Okay. All right. Are we ready to chart it out? We're ready to chart it out. All right. It's time to look at the charts. Casey, chart time. Here we go. Just just adjust this towards me. Okay. Uh (laughs) All right. So we have John Wayne Casey. Uh, He was born March 17th, 1942. Pisces. Pisces. Again. Again. 
We didn't do it on purpose. I know. We really, really didn't. It just is a weird coincidence every time making me feel weird about being a Pisces. It's, it's all good. Um, so, he's not only a Pisces, he has a double Pisces. What this does is, that mean? This is like a fun, more of like a fun phrasing for people to use. It's not okay. necessarily like if you talk to, um, like a traditional astrologer, they might not say like, you're a double whatever. Hmm. Um, but that's, it's like a very common phrasing to use, at least, um... In the U.S., people will say this a lot. So his moon and sun are Pisces. Oh, um, they are wow. almost they are conjunct. They're two degrees apart. Okay. Uh, well, two and a half degrees. Uh, uh. <laughs> the half degree makes a huge difference. I mean, probably it's yes. all about the degrees. If, if you're talking to a good astrologer, it's all about the degrees. Then. Okay. Um, good to know. So two and a half degrees apart from his sun, um, they're in the third decan of Pisces. Um, his ascendant, we have a birth time. Yes. He's born at 12, 29 a.m. Um, this is based on what I found online from another astrologer. So I'm hoping that that is the correct time because there's not a good way to validate Right. That. But there was also nothing contradicting mm-hmm. that time either. We didn't see any other time. So, so I'm going to it's assume the this time. is the time. We're going to say that it's official AF and we're going with it. So we got some coffee. We did. We got coffee. If you've noticed, the increase in energy, no. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Ready. Chart. Okay. Um, okay. All right. I had like 50 thoughts for some reason. It's this good. coffee is working. All this right. coffee is great. This coffee's great, guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we need a coffee sponsor. No. <laughs> okay. So his ascendant is Sagittarius. It is cusping Scorpio. Okay. Um, so, you know, Sagittarius, like... They, okay, who, where do I want to start here? Uh, Britney Spears is Sagittarius. I know. Sorry. I so is Miley on. Cyrus. Really? It's, a, it's sort of like a an energy that really wants that, like, free-spirited, like, kind of, they kind of have luck following them in a way with Sagittarius, ah. a lot of Sagittarius energy. My mama um, is also a Sagittarius. Shout out to my mama. <laughs> my dad's a Sagittarius. Yes! Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, so, uh, first the things I want to talk about are the double life situation. Uh, because you okay. were saying that there was a lot of, like, um, you know, how he was behind closed doors and, and internally based on uh, how he came off to people. Um, so, you know, with the moon conjunct his sun, like, if he is hiding his internal self, um, he's also hiding his whole personality because they're the same, oh. um, both being Pisces and it, you know, with Pisces, there is like I mentioned in the other ones, like a little bit of like escapism kind of like isolation kind of themes with that. Um, but generally, um, what I wanted to talk about with his double life is he has a Gemini stellium. Okay. And this is, you know, Gemini's the twins. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that everyone... Or that any that this necessarily means that you're two faced or that you're bipolar or anything like that, uh, right. but there is there can be like trends of like you have multiple faces you put on. Okay. Um, and this is where he found his empowerment because uh, Lilith is there. Uh-huh. This is where his aggression lies. His Mars is there. Okay. He was um, quite aggressive. His passion <laughs> and aggression. Yes, okay. in, in uh, Gemini, and then he also has uh, Jupiter there. So Jupiter. <laughs> is about, you know, it's self-growth, expansion, it's kind of what you want, this energy you really want in your life, generally, like, uh, wherever Jupiter is on your chart, you might like that sign a lot, you know, depending mm. on how it is uh, for your whole chart, um, it's likely that you really like that uh, sign, on that zodiac sign. So, okay. Gemini, for him, it looks like there's a lot of, like, 
push-pull in uh, who he is. Uh, Major sure. identity conflict yeah, happening with this guy, it's for Quintile. sure. It's Quintile, his sun and moon. Uh, so this is him trying to, like, strategize. Like, uh, yeah, he's using, for that opportunity, he's using always. These, yeah, he's using this Gemini energy to empower himself, um, expand himself uh, in multiple ways, um, and really, like, figure out how to deal with his... Uh, his his internal world. Wow. Um, okay. And then totally makes sense. This is square his south node and north node, um, and that can really show like obstacles and challenges on, uh, coming through on his life path, um, on his journey in this life, his life purpose. Um, it's it's stressful, you know. So okay. like maybe when he when he leans into that energy to try to deal with really give himself some self-empowerment uh, maybe he feels like he's not on his true path uh, maybe he feels mm. like he's directionless when he gets to that point or you know there's a definitely conflict so like he goes to the self-empowerment place and like tries you know take opportunities and all of those things but then he doesn't feel good about where he's headed and that's wow um I you know and so that's part of the cycle and then mm. that blocks there's a uh, quincunx from his north node to uh, Pallas and Venus. Um, and also, this is also quincunx's vertex. Yeah. So where life is putting him and where he's supposed to be going in life, um, he really feels like, like, okay, so oh, he's no. feeling directionless or, you know, like he's off his purpose. And then he's, all of that is causing like a block to uh, him feeling loved, him being able to oh. give love, him and his... Um, inner wisdom like decision making this is affecting his decision making um it kind of feels like life is like push and pulling him a it lot. really is interesting you mentioned that about love because like mm -hmm. thinking about it he never truly has any love, love relationship yeah. i mean he had you know mm -hmm. sexual sounds like really sexual relationship with yeah. his first wife mm -hmm. and then his second wife i don't really you know there's not a lot that i was able to really dive into right. about their relationship but it ended so quickly it just seems like relationships were unfulfilling to him like that type of love yeah that like he didn't, it, he didn't experience it was it. always a block yeah like there's a yeah there's always a block there for him and his venus is in aquarius which i talked about before mm -hmm. how it kind of gives you a little bit more of a detached ability in that mm -hmm. area so like um i could see it being fairly easy for him to have like a strategic marriage or love right and that's um, what it seems like it was every time like, you know he can kind of yeah he can kind of detach a little bit and be like yeah i love you woman like um, woman uh yeah like he can he can probably make enough distance in his heart to make that work for a, a period of time right uh, but it's not like a true you know love um oh, and he it does that's show wild. that like marriage helps him in a way uh but it it also enslaves him. Like so, it's like it forces him that stability, to that normalcy, to keep that like daily routine of like a ritual, probably, and like a sense mm -hmm. of maybe even accountability. Yeah, yeah because he like, can't go off the rails so much. He's mm -hmm. he's not like a man left to his own devices. Right. And so he has. Yeah, that seems very, like you said, like a prison, but also like the mm -hmm. thing that keeps him from being able to just go on a fucking rampage. Where at the end, right. He, when he, as soon as, as soon as he was single, but it's, like, it's a really he interesting crazy. duality with that because yeah. like he has, so he, what I'm getting at is he has Juno in the 12th house in Scorpio and Juno is about commitments and marriages. It, this is in retrograde. So it really can show like a pattern of like, um, 
like it being slow to marry or having like wish-washy marriages or like a marriage that's maybe uh, on and off. Okay. Um, maybe because retrograde, you know, it's more of an introspective uh, way for a planet to be moving. It's more of like a slow down um, pattern. So like um, it might, it might, you know, it's, it's, it does make like a, you know, if you want like a lifelong um, devoted marriage, like that does make it a little bit more less likely on a chart just based on where it is on his chart um and in the 12th house this is like an isolating house this is um also like your intuition and your spirituality and kind of like your last you know if if aries in the first house are being born in childlike the youngest you go all the way around to pisces in the 12th house it's the oldest and it's kind of like your last breaths you're on your way out you're about to transition into the next realm or whatever you believe happens um, so this is kind of like, uh, it's kind of like that spiritual dreamy space in the zodiac, uh, Pisces, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's also like an escapism thing. It's a man, like can confirm. A lot. It's also a self-destructive place at Absolutely. times. Absolutely. Uh, so marriage was that to him. Like he was kind of. It's kind of like he put himself in a prison, uh, in marriage in a way. But it could have, you know, in a way it did help him because he's got uh, positive aspects to it, like to his sun and moon. So it kind of like kept him in check maybe a little bit. And also there's another aspect to what marriage could be doing for him in a Mm -hmm. sense of like wanting to make his father proud. Because he Mm -hmm. does say like, that's what made him feel like I finally, I've done it. Daddy daddy loves me now because I married and I'm this. So it is a way to like establish yes, that's very a position true. of power too which is what he's always looking for so that's there's a lot of purposes yes. for him that I didn't think about before it's that's cool. a good way I didn't think about the father thing yeah again but it is Daddy. opposite Saturn <laughs> it's it's trying the sun so usually when you look at how someone views their father you look at Saturn and the sun oh um, okay for the mother okay. you look at the moon so it kind of depends on people. Different astrologers will do the sun or or Saturn. I do both usually. Interesting. Um, so it is opposite that and all of his double life stuff I was talking about. So it's it's like the contrast of it's really interesting. Huh. Um. Yeah. He. Uh, let's see. What did I want to say next? I won't. I won't go too much into refer the to your thing. your notes I will. that you <laughs> took. I love it's it. Fancy notes. I'm so look proud at, of your look notes. At my notes. I mean. <laughs> That's a lot of paper. <laughs> it's a square of notes. No, I'll scan my notes in, too. It, I think you guys are going to be... Hey, they can go on this page of irrelevant crap that I printed out. That's like a like printer sale. Like two sticky notes. It's not even a full second sticky note. Like, it's not. Okay, let's move on. So, <laughs> all right. Isn't that the next thing I wanted to get at? Um, hmm. Let's see. This is... Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, further, and then deeper into the second life, the double life thing. I got this really interesting idea, too. Um, so he is a Sagittarius rising. And one thing with Sagittarius rising is that, like, you're really able to give off kind of like a good vibes oh, thing. yeah. Um, like, it's not necessarily um, people-pleasing, but it's also, like, you can kind of just turn it on and, like, that charm. people kind of, yeah, it's like a charm yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, that's like, re- that's pretty easy for a Sag rising. And then a cusping mm. Scorpio, I kind of make it, it probably, he could probably make it seem more genuine, um, than like a, oh. yeah, than like a, 
plain sad rising because like okay. scorpio doesn't want bu- any bullshit like you know <laughs> like he probably could kind of like teeter that line of like being charming but not fake right mm-hmm. okay and really but he I mean, obviously kind of was being fake um, but it was believably fake. <laughs> yes, That's what yes. matters. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. the intentions were not good, but mm-hmm. um, they were self-seeking intentions always yes. with Gacy, but it, that, that people bought it. Yeah. People didn't see through him, which is why people were so surprised when yeah. it all came out, and, like, exactly. even the cops didn't want to believe it. They right. were, like, wanting so it to be anyone his but him. public perception yes. is the 10th house, and, and that is your ooh. reputation. It's also a place where you can look for your career. Oh, that um, mattered a lot to him. So his is in Virgo. It starts in Virgo. He has Neptune in retrograde there, um, which I felt was really interesting because it's kind of like mm. his his intuition, intuition is um, kind of fo- focused in on how he can build a reputation. Um, mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. also creating like kind of a wall of illusion there. Um, you know, Neptune, Pisces, that's illusions, kind of dreamy And he was space. a clown and loved illusions of handcuffs. I, I don't know how to do the clown thing on here. <laughs> don't but do like, it. Anyway. No, yeah, he can really kind of create this kind of like... His love of this illusions. This like, kind of like illusion wall over his like reputation. Um, okay. Kind of this deception... Um, but it, it only worked for periods of time because it is in retrograde. So it kind of like work for a while and then and not work and kind of work for a while and then not work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed like he was always able to catch himself back up. Like you said, like he got caught. He, he you know, he went to he prison. He went to jail. And, and then, then he like, came back out and people were like, oh, yeah. And he took pictures with Jimmy Carter's like, wife after. Like, like, like she mm-hmm. didn't know that she was hanging out with a pedophile. Yeah. Like, like he had this ability, but it wasn't going to work consistently all the time which is really interesting and that's sextile his ascendant so that really plays into the charm as well Mm -hmm. um and then all of that let's see there's a square to his mercury and series from his ascendant and uh also a square also a quincunx to from the neptune i was talking about so this is the same planets that are giving him that like outward um, public charm okay. um, is really negatively affecting his mind, his thoughts, the way he communicates, oh. and how he, what he needs to feel loved. So he can put on the show, but it like damages him, like in his mind. Oh it makes him gosh. kind of think dark, more dark thoughts. It kind of makes him feel like he doesn't have what he needs to feel loved in this life. Like he can't have what he needs. And then there's a square from there down to uh, Uranus and Saturn. Which is, you know, partly a father thing. Also, um... Oh, yeah, Saturn. Yeah, also, <laughs> like, uh... Um, also, you know, Uranus is the unpredictable planet. Like, no one can exactly predict what Uranus will do uh, in a chart or anywhere. Uh, <laughs> it kind of shakes things up a little bit. So he okay. kind of makes him a little unpredictable. It kind of makes him... Uh, really stressed because it's putting wow. like uh, Saturn's stress on his mind. So Saturn is like really limiting. It's kind of like kind of like that old father figure right. where you're you know that wants you to do everything by the book. You and know, that's how his dad mm-hmm. was obedience, yes. obedience, obedience. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's a poorly aspected Saturn energy. And so that's affecting his mind. So okay. it's kind of like there's this psychological pattern going on here. Really just making him oh, not well, feel loved. Yeah, if you're, you're gonna, 
That's that was why probably I'm, a terrible noise for the mic. I'm sorry. It, it looks like the square, like the shape mm-hmm. of it. There's yeah. lots of square things going on. Well, I don't know things about the chart, so I love just looking at the shape and I, I judge it by how messy it is. Like, but that looks like mess. It's messy. People are messy, okay? That's going to be a wild People ride. are messy. Yes. That's, what that's a crazy makes, life to live. I mean, did you see those squares? That's, that's my did you chart. Did <laughs> That's my I'll sometimes do that, too. I'm like, wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. All right. What was next on my list here? Uh, okay. All right. So let's see. His, his north node, south node situation. So your, your nodes... This is also K2 and Rahu, if you're more into, like, Vedic terms. Um, it, yeah, I know, I know. I'm not into it. Um, <laughs> Clearly, I don't know what that means. It's, <laughs> it's like, uh, we're doing Western astrology. Oh, um, you can also okay. do, um, like, uh, sidereal uh, Eastern astrology. I usually kind of do a mixture of both, but mainly for this, I do, I do Western tropical astrology. Okay. I could also look at draconic, which might be fun, but well, I'll get into that later. Draconic Wait. is like your soul chart. Whoa, it's you like... have like a breakdown <laughs> of the different types uh-huh. of charts. Like I, that could I, be I a mean, side segment. I mean, make a YouTube segment. video about it, but okay. like, you know, me and YouTube videos. Like a, Do a side segment um, about it, maybe yeah. sometime. Yeah. Maybe for Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Special content for Patreon. Okay, so, <clears throat> so his south node is where he's coming from. In his, from his past life and from his uh, childhood. And his north node is where it's going towards um, throughout the span of his life. Uh, it's kind of like a life path, life purpose. Um, his south node, where he's coming from, is in the third house in Pisces. Um, so when one thing here that you have to mention, it's not his uh, sun and moon are not conjunct the south node, but they are in the same sign and they're close. Um, this can create like a self-hatred. Uh, where because like your south node is com- it's like your comfort zone like I'm comfortable doing this but it never serves me so it's like um, I have one example that's like not related to this at all oh, oh. <laughs> Billy Billy Eilish oh, uh, yeah so her son I think is conjunct her south node and she has a song that's like um, I don't want to be you anymore like wow. like looking yeah like I don't want to be me anymore yeah um well, it's he kind of totally like had that it's kind of like that vibe yeah yeah well he was never he was in like an identity tolerance mm-hmm. stage as far as like becoming mm-hmm. who he was as a person because yeah. he wasn't he knew he had these thoughts he was acknowledging thoughts of homosexuality yeah but he he still to the day he died denied being right. gay when I really for him I yeah. think that that was his struggle the entire time mm-hmm. was that he, he was rejecting he himself he couldn't yeah. live the, a gay lifestyle he couldn't see himself being with mm-hmm. only a man and I think that's what he maybe truly wanted yeah but wouldn't allow himself so he kept marrying these women and something wasn't fitting but it was mm-hmm. kind of like this box so I think that's another way that and it gets worse like over time. It damages his mind every yeah. cycle he goes through with this. The longer you hate yourself, the worse it is for you. Really, though? No hating. <laughs> and, uh, you know... It's a bummer. Anyway. anyway. So he's going from, you know, he he's always going to have this kind of situation where he doesn't want to be himself. Um, you know, and the Mercury-Series situation is also tied in. They're also in Pisces. Mm-hmm. Um and coming from the third house is kind of like your close communities, um, like your 
uh, inner circle. Um, maybe even think like your neighborhood. I'm trying to think of like different ways to phrase it. Mm-hmm. Um, the people you're like generally close to are not accepting you. So okay. you're not accepted by our close communities. Um, and you're being asked in this life to rise above and find freedom for yourself. Um, yeah. So his north node then is in the ninth house. Uh, where he's really looking to escape that, like, um, that, like, uh, confinement, that, uh, rejection from his past and move above it and become this, like, great guy, you know, this great person. That didn't work out, Casey! You (laughs) fucked it up! Because of all his double life stuff. I see his squares, man. Like, um, but yeah, but there's different ways with this... With this, I think it's really difficult because he has his south node. The energy it's taking on is Piscean, uh, where he doesn't like that. You know, he doesn't want to be him. Uh, so then he's trying to compensate with that, compensate for that uh, by taking on his north node energy, which is Virgo. Um, now, Virgo is so different from Pisces. They're really right? great opposites. I yes, don't know this much is about Virgo Virgos. is like Virgo. Pisces is kind of like wishy-washy like go with the flow you know and then Pisces Virgo really wants to um you do have some Virgo in your chart so oh, it's not like gonna your ascendant I think is Virgo oh so it's not well, gonna feel that weird to you but like she it's like uh you know you want to do all your chores you want to oh. do things the right way you have a routine yes, yes, yes. um check it's check, the, check down it's the, the sign of the year where uh it's uh harvest time so it's like the people that would go bring in the harvest, like, we did it, guys, we got it, here's the what we did, you know. Um, we need hard workers to go get the crops from the fields, you know. It's okay. kind of like they're not afraid of doing putting in the work. Um, Is this kind of like a breadwinner, like, like, support, it could, like, it how could head of household be, type of a, an energy? I'm it not could sure. Be. It depends, but this is... Um, I'm trying to translate it into things, and that's, like, what it's... How many different ways can I say? Um, that's what my brain is going with. Let me think. Like, uh, they're also intuitive. Like, there, it's, like, a grounded, earthly intuition. Okay. Because um, a lot of people will, will write off Virgo as just being, like, hypercritical and, like, do-it-all, martyry, whatever. But really, mm-hmm. like, they do have, like, a very grounded intuition. Like, they can feel out situations well for an earth sign, like... Um, most of the time we put to intuition into water signs, right. uh, but this is a very intuitive sign as well. Oh, cool. Um, and it's like for him and him and his, uh, squares to this and his issues with this, it can kind of like a poor Virgo placement can have, give you issues with not being perfect. Um, oh. so he's like rising out of this, not being accepted place and then going into this place where he can't be perfect. It's in retrograde as well, so it's kind of like you get a stride, you kind of get like, you kind of get going and you get a stride of good, good things going on and then it backfires and you gotta go again. Mm -hmm. There's like back and forth kind of feeling with that. Okay. Yeah, so (laughs) there's like a lot of struggle with with that too. Um, Wow. His whole life path is just kind of... (sighs) Is this one of those things, because I know we've looked at like a couple of charts now and it's one of those things where... They do something, and if they had made one different move, like they would still have been mm. destined, kind of that way. Like, I, I mean, I definitely that way. Like, if he had maybe been comfortable with himself and been yeah. able to come out, and like, so what is what I how I, I see it is kind of like um, I think I mentioned this like pendulum idea before, 
Um, but like it's it's like if you have um, there's gonna be a certain type of energy going on with your stuff, like mm-hmm. your loose programming and everything. Like right. there's a certain theme. Now, if you're going to exacerbate it, it's going to have the bigger like swing. Got it. So yeah, like yeah. if he uh, can't move through his struggles, like for example, I'm, I'm trying to trying to think of an easier example than like him. So like um, for me, like I have. I've had like anxiety issues and things like that. And if I can't move through that, it's going to get worse and worse until I deal with it. Does that make sense? Kind of like how people have to hit rock bottom. Um, So so like you need, you need to kind of like um, address an issue fully, you know, or it's going to get worse. And so for him, (laughs) yeah, for him, he like didn't seem to ever address it. He let it continue. He kept denying who he really was. He kept, um, really like doing this double life thing kind of like trying to sneak out of dealing with it yeah people totally said that about Um, him they said like yeah the more he denied who he was Mm -hmm. the more he acted out exactly the more violent he got the more he tried to put up his public appearance the Mm -hmm. less he was that person he was trying to make everyone believe that he he was was. just letting the 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 struggles of his chart uh, escalate. The and that really makes like a bigger yeah. it's crazy. That's why I say we're loosely programmed with mm-hmm. these charts because you have you're given this energy to deal with. It's up to it's still kinda of up to you and how you deal with it. Yeah. Um kinda of like when they say it's with so kids, like you choose you can have a feeling but you choose how you act on it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the same of... shit happens to everyone, but your response <laughs> is what differentiates yeah. one person from the other. Like yes. life happens to everybody. So yeah, wow. and that's kind of man. Like like when you see people having like big events happening in their life, a lot of times they'll kind of come in a cluster because it's kind of like um, the the energy's really swinging right then. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where if you want to have like a calmer lifestyle, like it'll result in kind of like a a less uh, chaotic, less extreme kind of results. Yeah. yeah, unless you have like a weird Uranus placement, I feel like that kind of messes that up. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is really fun. Um, do you have any final? I do thoughts? have another thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, so more with his um, struggle on being able to uh, deal with his emotional traumas, like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, his Chiron, which is your vulnerabilities and emotional traumas. Oh, um, is in the eighth house in Leo. So oh, okay. this, you know, and there's a Pluto in retrograde right next to it. So Pluto can kind of be about like transformation and power and things like that. And then Virgo, or sorry, not Virgo, uh, Chiron for him in the eighth house, this can be about change, uh, sexuality. Mm. Uh, <laughs> okay. This can be a, like, even like underground kind of things like be- below the surface things like written between the lines of life um mm. a lot of people will say this is like occult things like oh, if you're into like like dark, um, shit. like dark shit but occult can just mean like you like what crystals do you know oh, like or you like or tarot, my, my true or, crime obsession like or yeah it could of... be dark things like that psychology could even fit here okay. um like it's how things work like yeah it could also be uh science like biology and whatever um, cool. But for him, I think it's really probably manifested more in the expression of sexuality. Yeah, uh, because that shit was dark. Leo <laughs> wants to express. He can't express. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. So this, like, emotional, 
issue related to sex, being able to express his sexuality is shown with that kind of placement. And he has strides where it goes better, strides where it's worse because right. it's that retrograde action. And that's evident throughout his, like, you know, the taking mm-hmm. that time off, which is, you know, they say that serial killers will have that cooling off period. Yeah, there's it a, heats back like up. a cycle. And it completely does for him Ooh. because then when it heats back up, mm-hmm. it's like every two weeks, like he's insatiable at that point. Wow. And he's acting out constantly with See, that sexual violence and... I mean, that's ultimately how he got caught was Mm -hmm. through that spree because before that, you know, he had killed more than 19 boys in and then had a cooling off period. So, yeah. But as soon as he was a single boy, (laughs) it was on. Single man time. Oh my God. I'd be interested to see transits of like uh, when the killings happen too. Yeah. Like, see see what, because, you know, the moon goes around the chart every month, you know? So, like, If it hits, like, something similar on his chart every time they kill, like, that would be interesting. Ooh. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> they go really deep. I know. That would be a whole podcast, though. Yeah. Like, going through, I'm like, sure. each murder of someone. But it'd be cool. Especially when they have 33. 33 murders. Like, that's a lot of killing. Mm-hmm. It's horrible to yeah. think about. Well, well. He, it looks like he, you know... He's got some struggles. I mean, <laughs> there were there were bad yeah. things that happened for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, to him, because of him, I mean, it kind of like like I would say, you hear their story and you feel sympathy for them mm-hmm. until yeah, a certain point. Like you know, mm. like at that point, you need to deal. You need to grow up and deal with your problems. Because if you don't, it doesn't manifest it, it in a it, positive yeah. way. Exactly. And whether or not people become murderers, like ignoring your bullshit, like. It does not usually yeah. go well for people. No. It comes out in other ways, so deal with your things, You know, if you got it. <laughs> Address your feelings. Feel your feelings. Feel your feelings. Address Don't be afraid them. to feel your feelings. Don't blame other people for your feelings. Right. Even if they were part of the problem. Know you that you can't just live your whole life. Yeah. Uh, your feelings and your happiness are your responsibility mm-hmm. at the end of the day, so... Yeah. If you don't deal with your problems, you might become a serial killer. And we might read your chart. (laughs) No, no, we would not. I can't can't make these claims. I almost said something awful. All right, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thanks so much for watching, if you're watching. Um, If you like what you're hearing Mm -hmm. and you like the stories, uh, let us know if you have any recommendations. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts Um, about the charts? If you pull them yourself, I'm going to put the information below as well, along with all of our links. Patreon. Mm -hmm. um, Don't forget to check us out on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Subscribe. You can like and subscribe. You can do it. We love feedback, so if you do have any suggestions or questions or anything you'd like to let us know, then hit us up. And, you know, I realized we didn't even introduce ourselves. Um, (laughs) So this has been Brittany and Amy. This has been Brittany and Amy. Um, And Dark Alignment, you guys. We're Dark Alignment. Okay, no, that's not. We could get a. We could make a stupid little (gasps) sign. We're gonna make. We're gonna have a plaque next time you see us. I could wood burn one. Okay, that would be fucking cool. Mm. Um, yeah, so we're yeah. going to have a cool sign that okay. Amy's going to create. Maybe. maybe. Eventually. <laughs> well, somebody will. Um, so we'll hire. At, we're going to outsource this if we okay. need to. Okay. Um, but thank you guys so much. So stay awesome and love yourselves. And we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>